Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Darky Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Bring your word unto your people. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you bring us into all truth. Thank you for what you do through today's message. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. But wherever you are listening and watching, I want you to invite your brother, your sister, to just come and listen to today's message. I tell you, I can promise you, it will change something about your life. You know, people have been asking, so, hey, what a nice name, Magnified Word Flow Service. Why Magnified Word Flow Service? I want to read a scripture in Psalm 138. Verse 2, you know, Bible says that I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. You see, so the psalmist had this revelation that God had magnified or elevated or hyperbolized his, his word above all his name. We know that God's names are powerful. Names like Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Elohim, you know, Jehovah Rafi. But the Bible says that he has magnified his word above all his name. And that is why this service is called the Magnified Word Flow Service. So anytime you listen to God's word, you are listening to a magnified word that will magnify your life. May today's message magnify your life. I say today's message magnify your life. Hallelujah. And so I want to start talking about a very powerful message this month. And as part of the loyalty and disloyalty series, I have chosen to preach from those who accuse you. This is a very important book. You know, one of the reasons why we want to look at this book is because Satan is our enemy. And one of the things that Satan does and wants to do and does so well is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. <laughs> Bible says in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Somebody say, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to steal from you, kill you if you can, and destroy everything that has to do with you. And so when Jesus was on earth, one of the things that Satan tried to do right from when Jesus was born was to eliminate Jesus. He tried it by tempting him. He tried it by trying to murder him. He tried it by lying about him. Different things and different ways Satan sought to destroy Jesus. Each of them did not work. Bible says that and Jesus would each of the times escape what the enemy intended to do. And how was he doing that? Sometimes Satan will use people. But through it all, Jesus was able to still survive until Bible teaches that until the last week when Jesus was on earth, that 
Satan pulled out his red card. And what red card was that? It was the red card of accusation. Murder, the spirit of murder could not finish Jesus. The spirit of the tempter could not finish Jesus. The spirit of deception could not finish Jesus. What could finish Jesus was the spirit of accusation. When Satan pulled that card, Jesus could not. A whole Jesus. And that was what took Jesus to death. And it is the reason why this book is so important. Satan can try anything to want to eliminate you. But when he's able to get you accused, brother, sister, it is possible that is what will end you. And that is the reason why I'm going to take my time and then if God will allow us to go through this book this month, trusting that revelations will pour forth. And by these revelations, if you are an accuser, you'll be delivered. And if you are not an accuser, those who accuse, you'll be able to identify them, block them, and avoid them. Can I have an amen? And so to start this message, today I want to talk about the first chapter, which is titled, The Accusers. But you see, I want us to look at a story in the Bible that will help us to appreciate what I'm talking about. And so turn your Bible with me to 2 Samuel chapter 6. 2 Samuel chapter 6. God bless everybody who is watching. Catch on your own tone chain and ask all boy gems there. On chain, no metanasi, no tin yamiasem because, and that's something she be won. Bible say, and it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obededom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. Do you know that the ark of God was what contained the presence of God? The, when, you, when there is the presence of God, wherever the presence of God is, there is blessing. So the ark of God was found at different places and wherever the ark of God was, the blessing of God was. I prophesied that the presence of God will fill your house in the name of Jesus. And Bible says that and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obededom into the city of David with gladness. Verse 13. And it was so that when they that bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. You know, this thing reminds me of how sometimes when you go to church, you see a lot of people who are very diplomatic. They wouldn't want to dance. Maybe because they are wearing some nice clothes. Maybe because they drive some nice car. Maybe because they are some big people in society. But you see, David was a blessed king. But irrespective of who he was in society, when he looked at what God had done for him, he before the Lord. May you dance before the Lord from today. And that is why I tell you whether you are a pastor, you are a managing director or whatever, I want you to have this attitude that I would, I would, I would dance before the Lord anytime I come to church. Anytime I have the presence of God with me, I would dance before the Lord. Bible says that let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
And how do you say so? One of the ways to say so is to share your testimonies. Another way to say so is to express by dancing. Can I see you jumping and dancing? Hallelujah. That is how, that is why, that is why I enjoy Pastor Richard. When Pastor Richard is dancing in church, you may think he's a little boy. But it's because he, look, recently I happened to hear this pastor share some of his testimonies. He said one day he had an accident. And fell into the road. And a, a car could have passed on him. But the car just. Braked. And then. I mean I'm talking about the pastor who was leading. The praise and worship. You, you wonder why people are passionate. And they will do anything for God. It's because of what God has done for them. It's the same thing that happened to David. David knew that he was once. Time ago. Just behind somewhere, when the prophet Samuel came and was looking for one of the sons of his father, they never thought of David, they thought of Eliab, they thought of all the other brothers until God told Samuel that it is none of them, but it is the, the, the son who is out there. And they brought David out of the field. David remembers all that. David knew how he was nothing, and God had chosen him. And so now that God was blessing him, he had gone to bring the ark. He had remembered counting out the blessings and naming them one by one. Some of you, if only you start thinking about what God has done for you, it will change the way you worship and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Bible says that, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was gathered with a leaning effort. That means that when you look at him, he was dressed like a king and he had something tiring. And he done so much that what was tiring his dress got loosed. He didn't become naked, but his clothes got loosed. It is okay to dance and sometimes you can remove your jacket. It is okay. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David listen to this very carefully now Michal Saul's daughter who was David's wife looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. My question is, Sister Mikal, where were you? Everybody was around. They all went to pick up the ark and they were just happy. Everybody was shouting. I mean, sisters were dancing, brothers were dancing, Papa David was also dancing, but the wife was at home. Wives who stay at home, be careful. Wives who allow your husbands to take the lead, you say that they are called. Me, I'm not called. Be careful. And that's what happened to Lot's wife. When Lot was moving on, the wife said, Brother, you take the lead with the daughters. I'll come. But the time she realized, she had turned and looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Listen, Mikal. I, am, I can imagine Mikal, a very beautiful young lady, maybe light skinned, with some long hair, with some big bumps, with some, I mean, trying to, you know, always very carefully looking at herself as, you know, I am the king, because David was nice. So I know that, and David liked girls. So I know that David's wife, Mikal, should be a beautiful 
Come on. And so Mikal said, Yeah, I don't have time for these things. And she despised David in his heart. Brothers and sisters, today I want to say something to you if you're watching me. If you get to a point where somebody is lowered in your heart, that is the point where you can begin to do evil against the person, including accusing. You see, the, the, the first accuser was Satan himself. Satan started accusing God. And why would he accuse God? Because he started despising God in his heart. And God said, I can't stay with somebody who accuses me. And he cast him out. I'm going to read that scripture to you soon. But that same Satan is the one that has been entering a lot of people's hearts and gotten them to become accusers. My prayer is that if you're an accuser, by the end of this message, may you be delivered. Bible says that and she despised him in her heart. Underline that statement because as I keep teaching, I'll keep referring to that, that phrase. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. Reverend Gabby, can you see that I read twice? And David offered burnt offerings. And David offered burnt offerings. David was a giver. May you be a giver too. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well to the women as men. He was not partial. He was not nepotic. No jijim. Oh, over all these people. You have blessed us. And he gave them things. And he blessed them. So everybody go and enjoy in your home. And not that he had blessed them. Bible says, as men to men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh. That means that meat. And a flagon of wine. So all the people departed everyone to his house. Verse 20. And then David returned to bless his household. You see, every good man would always think about others. But in thinking about others, he doesn't forget home. Every good pastor knows that he's a blessing to the people, but he also thinks about home. You cannot think about the people and also forget about home. Neither can you just forget about the people and then think about home. That is not it. There must be a balance. So after David had been a blessing to the people, he knew that, look, I need to go bless my wife. I need to go bless my home. Bible says that then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. And I can imagine David was saying, oh my God, my wife is going to meet me. I can't wait to give my wife a hug and a kiss. I can't wait to hear my wife say, oh my boy, today I'm going to massage you, bless you, give you whatever. But only for this Bruce Lee wife came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today. Who on unco-
covered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain when you say vain you have insulted a guy as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself ah. let me read it from another verse he said David retorted to Michal I was, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all his family he appointed me as the leader of Israel the people of the Lord so I celebrated before the Lord and listen, yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this. Even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those seven girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michal, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. I mean, David had a good heart. He was going to bless. But when the wife came with an accusation, Himself came and he said, Oh, is that what you're talking about me? So you think I'm thinking about these girls? Sometimes people, wives can accuse husbands wrongly. And it's common. A lot of sisters are insecure. You accuse your beloveds. And there are brothers also who these days accuse their wives, accuse their beloveds, accuse their sisters. And all such behavior is because you get to a point where by facts or by deceptions you begin to despise such persons in your heart. Hmm. I feel so sad because it's unfortunate that there is, there is, there is an attack against the church. You see, the prophet Rick Joyner wrote in his book, The Final Quest, and wrote about what the Lord revealed to him. He saw an army of evil spirits that were coming against the church. And he said, one of the, one, he said the, the, the head of the army was called the accuser of the brethren. Accuser of the brethren. Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, and I want to read what this scripture talks about. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10. Bible says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Let me start from verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. The old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. Take note of this scripture also. Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. So you see, Satan is is skillful as the accuser of the brethren and his main aim is to get people who have a bright future accused. You know, when you look at someone like Jesus, when Jesus was on earth, right from when he was born, Satan did everything possible to eliminate him. Everything possible. Satan tried to 
eliminating whilst he was a baby. God gave Jesus' mother and father revelations for them to move the dead. And by that, Jesus was kept. At the right time, Jesus had to be brought back to where he was born. And then later, Jesus, as he was growing, Satan would do everything to just eliminate Jesus. But he couldn't. And so when Jesus was even older, he had been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Bible says that, and the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. And then he went to tempt him. So Satan revealed himself as a tempter. Just like most of us, Satan affects us and comes against us as tempter. To tempt you. To test you. To do everything to get you to fall. Am I talking to God's people? But usually... All the cards that he brings, just like he brought to Jesus, does not really does not really have a, a wild impact on you. Just like Jesus. Bible says that he did all he could. Actually, in John chapter 8, Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 44, it's a scripture that everybody must know as a Christian. Hmm. John 8 44, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he, he described them as you are of your father the devil. Hmm. Look at what he said. He said that ye are of your father the devil. And the lusts of your, of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. But because there is no truth in him, when he speaketh, of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So he's described as a murderer from the beginning, the father of lies. This is what Satan was. But you know, he used all those characteristics and weapons on Jesus, and he could not kill Jesus. Until he said, what can eliminate Jesus is accusation. So the last one week of Jesus' living on earth, that was when Satan came strong as an accuser of the brethren. Look at your neighbor somewhere and tell him or her that I refuse to be an accuser of the brethren. Hmm. You know, somebody may ask, what is an accusation? I want to read from the book. He said, an accusation is a charge or allegation made against someone. So like you see, Michal was making a charge against David. It puts blame and points fingers at that person. An accusation is a statement sometimes saying that you think someone is guilty of doing something wrong, especially of committing a crime. So when someone is accusing you, the person virtually has granted you a judgment that this person is a thief. This person is this. This person is that. Push somebody in your house and tell the person, listen to what the bishop is saying. You know? And so, today, just because I am introducing this, I want to give you five points. I want you to take note. Within this few minutes, we are done. And then, next week, I'll go deeper. So, lesson number one. Write it down. Jesus' ministry ended by Satan putting on the garb of an accuser. Jesus' ministry ended by Satan putting on the garb. When I say garb, garb is a dress 
or a cloak, putting on the dress of an accuser. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 23, you know, Bible says in Matthew 21, verse 23, I want everybody to be looking at your Bible because it's very important. And write it as notes. In your relaxed time, you can just look at it again. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? And listen, when you continue the next verses, you realize that that was the beginning of Jesus being put into a situation where he had to go to Pilate, he has to be taken to Herod. I mean, they, they, if you want to use the word quarantine, they quarantined him. It was not coronavirus. I mean, people who were calling themselves men of God, scribes, Pharisees, they got Jesus into their palace and then accused him of something that he had not done. That was the beginning of Jesus' downfall. That was the beginning of Jesus' elimination. That is why you must fear people who accuse. God does not want you to be an accuser. Number two. Lesson number two for today. Those commonly used as accusers are your own familiar friends. Those commonly used as accusers are your own familiar friends. Psalm 41 verse 9. Oh my God. That's why today the songs that Abla and uh, Grace sang are very powerful. Maybe we could have said, is it, Grace was talking about, one of you is a traitor. And Abla was talking about, it wasn't easy. Jesus said, look, look at what I did. But it wasn't easy. But you see, the people he was a blessing to, they turned against him. Including one of them. Look at Psalm 41 verse 9. <laughs> I am saying this to let you be careful because sometimes it is Satan that will enter into your own brother your own sister's heart, your own friend, your own associate pastor, your own wife, and then let this same person who is close to you be the one that will accuse you. Bible says in Psalm 41 verse 9, he said, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. And that's what Judas did to Jesus. You know, Recently, I, I have been seeing a lot of things, people writing things on social media. Sometimes you see people who have been blessed in this same ministry. Some of them rise up against the father of the house. And I said, wow, father deliver us from evil. Because you see, someone who was nothing, you were led to Christ in the church. You have been appointed a shepherd. You have been appointed a pastor. Maybe you even rise to higher levels. Now you get to a point where you feel like whatever the man of God who is the founder of this church is saying is whatever. People even call him cult. I say, wow, that's an accuser. It can only be Satan that has entered into such. Are you understanding me? As you are listening to me, some of you, you must pray for your heart because Satan will want to enter your heart and accuse people you say, I love you. I love you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop. 
you have been a blessing to me. You are the same person that Satan wants to use. That is why those I am working with as a team now, you must pray for yourself. Because the day your heart is hurt, you can be the main candidate for Satan to use. And why, why would Satan prefer to use such people? Because when you speak, it looks powerful. Oh, why? Because I have been with him. Those days we used to meet at the studio. We used to do this together. We used to do this together. We used to say this together. So when you start talking like that, it sounds powerful. It's just like the, it's just like the crab who comes out and says that, look, when you go under the sea, you find snakes there. The crab just came out of the water. He said that when you go under the sea, you find snakes there. Wouldn't you believe? You believe. Hmm. May the Lord deliver us. Amen. Number three, lesson. Today I'm talking about the accusers. This is just the introduction. Accusations are spiritual weapons. Anointed from hell. Accusations are spiritual weapons anointed from hell. So when Mikhail was saying this thing, Mikhail was actually releasing a spiritual weapon against her own husband. And because they're spiritual weapon, that's why the effect is so dangerous. The effect of such an accusation was that her womb was closed. Bam! A lot of people are accused. Something gets closed. Their life gets closed. Their marriages get closed. Their vision gets barren. You cannot be an accuser of someone who is genuine and then you survive. A lot of people don't know. You don't look. David said in Psalm 131, <laughs> I feel like reading the scripture for somebody because as I was talking, I hear the Lord saying something in my spirit. Psalm 131 verse 1. Look at it. It says that, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. You see, so you get to a point where you have to tell yourself, look, this thing, how do you want to get involved though? There are some things that are higher for you. There are things that are weightier matters than you. You don't have to get involved. Am I talking to God's people? Some of you have been accused. And when time you're accused, what happens is that you are weakened. You are weakened. And that's the agenda of Satan. When you hear such spiritual weapons that have come to weaken you, realize that now you are not able to move forward the way you want to. It is one of the things that make men of God dysfunctional. There are quite a number of men of God whose wives accuse them. And because of that, they are not able to move on. You know, when you read the Bible in Numbers chapter 12, you see Moses had a brother and a sister. Moses was the younger of three. Aaron and Miriam. And one day they decided to accuse him. And God got angry and said, look, you cannot accuse my, my servant, Moses, whom I talked to face to face. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. And what happened? What happened? God said, oh, ladies first. And then he gave, he punished Miriam with leprosy. And that was her end. She was quarantined and later she died. And later 
Aaron also had his punishment for what he did. Please don't accuse. Don't get involved with men of God's matters. Don't get involved with things that you don't understand. Look, even if your husband is offending you or done something, try not to offend by yourself by and then create things that will destroy your life by accusing. Am I talking to God's people? Hmm. Point number four. Accusations are also called the pointing of fingers. Accusations are also called the pointing of fingers. And this is my last but one point. The pointing of fingers. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 and 9. Abla and Grace, are you getting ready to sing that song for me? Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 and 9. You know, this is a very powerful prophetic word. It says that then shall, uh, you see, this, the, the scripture I'm reading, I would want to put it in context for you to understand it well. Let me read it as it is now. It says that, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily. May your health spring forth speedily. It says that, And thy righteousness shall go thee. The glory of the Lord or the beauty of the Lord shall be thy rare reward. Verse 9. He said that, Then shall thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt call and he shall say, Here I am. And he says that, If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. So, in Ajapa, what the man of God is trying to say is this. Let me put it in context now. He says that if, and he starts from verse 9, if thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, the pointing of the finger, you take it out, the speaking of vanity, then he says that these things will follow you. Verse 8 and 9. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rare reward. Then shall thou call on the Lord, and the Lord shall answer. Are you understanding me? So you, you realize that if you actually accuse somebody, you are somebody who is pointing fingers at people. And the lesson number five is that there are benefits when you silence accusations. And the benefits are the benefits are six benefits. Those who avoid accusations, if there's no accusation in your life, you realize that now light breaks forth. Am I talking to some government? There is healing. Wherever there's no accusation, people just get healed. You see, when a man of God is hurting because of accusation, Miracles do not happen. Hmm. Israel, can you start playing the background music for me? Hallelujah. You know, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 that I read, I want us to look at this verse and then we are closing with that. And that is why my prayer is that if God is speaking to you that you have been accusing people, stop it now. 
because it's one of the things that would terminate your life. He says that, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. So another thing that comes about as a benefit, when the accuser of the brethren, who is also called the accuser in the midst of the brethren, is cast down. He said, now is come salvation and strength. So when the, there's no accusation, people get saved. When there's no accusation, there's strength. When there's no accusation in marriage, their marriage is strong. When there's no accusation in the church, the church is strong. You see churches where people are accusing each other. Choristers are accusing each other. People are accusing because of that, the, the church is weak. Pastors accusing each other. Shake your neighbor and tell your neighbor, may the Lord deliver us. And number three, he said, and the kingdom of our God. So God, God now begins to settle amongst his people when there's no accusation. Look, even if somebody does something wrong, decide not to be the person who'd want to point a finger at the person and say that, look, it is you. It is this your behavior. It's almost like you're trying. Look, all of us, we are bad. Bishop, I don't understand what you're saying. I said, everybody in this world, you were born in sin. And as you keep growing and get closer to God, you realize how sinful you are. When Apostle Paul gave his life to Christ and started serving God, he thought that he was he was the best of all the apostles. But when he began to get closer to the point where he was about dying, he had got a revelation that he was the chief of all sinners. God, as you get closer to God, you see how sinful you are. You see how weak you are. You see how frail you are. You see how weak you are. You see how undeserving you are. And that is why you don't have to judge people. Don't point your finger at people. It weakens them. But when there's no accusation, people have strength to press on. There's salvation. People get saved from their situation. Somebody may be making mistakes, but rather help the person out. Bible said that love covers a multitude of sins. He said that the kingdom of our God is also revealed. And the last thing as he says, he said, and the power of his Christ. The power. So we begin to see the power of Christ revealed begin to see the manifestation of the power of Christ where there's no accusation. My prayer is that this month as we go through this particular subject, may the Lord deliver all of us from people who accuse us. May we also never be used by devils and evil spirits as agents of Satan who are accusing people, but rather we will stand against all those who accuse the church and accuse God's people. Rise to your feet wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray for yourself and ask God to show you mercy. Lift up your voice and pray the Lord show me mercy. 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 In the name of Jesus. Can I hear prayer? Lord show me mercy. As we close this morning service. Lord show me mercy. Oh, yes, Lord. I have made you too small in my eyes, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I have never thought that in accusing people, I am small in my eyes. 
But Lord, forgive me. I pray, Lord Jesus, that those that have accused, those that the devil has used me to accuse would even be restrengthened to God. They'll revive and then begin to do well in the house of God in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that, Lord, you deliver me from accusers also. Oh, God. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus. Every eye closed. If you're listening to me and you're not born again, I want to pray with you now. You want to say, Pastor, can you please pray with me so I give my life to Jesus? Brother, Bible says that Jesus said he did not come to condemn you, but he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus did not come to condemn you. He wants you to accept him. So if you pray this prayer with me, you accept Jesus and by that you become saved. Say this after me. And I want the whole church to Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. Please come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today I am born again and I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, listen to me. Listen to me carefully. I will no longer follow you. I will no longer serve you. Jesus has set me free. And I am free indeed. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me and hearing my prayer. In your name, Jesus, I have prayed. Amen. Father, I pray for all those who gave their life to Christ. Help them to stay established in Christ. May they serve you even to the end in the name of Jesus heal the hearts of those who have been accused and because of that have become weakened may they be rehealed and may they resurrect and then come forth strong again in the name of Jesus before we take our communion I want Abla and then Grace to sing a song that blesses my heart sing it sisters come closer flow As communion gets ready, sing it to the Lord. The day I found you, I want to stay around you, serving in your house, doing your will. I don't want to be one of those who leave you those who pretend around you those who forsake you those who forget I bless the day I found you I want to stay around you, serving in your household, doing your will. Each time I pray, Lord, each time I meditate upon your
less Today I found you my Jesus I want to stay around you Serving in your house to stand to your feet in your homes take a communion have your bread and your wine we take communion every day because that is Jesus' instruction the apostle Paul said in the night when he was betrayed he took bread and after he had given thanks he said this is my body broken for you eat in remembrance of me so I want you to lift up this body it is a bread but as we pray over it and put it in our mouth supernaturally it tends to become the body of Jesus and you can imagine what it means is that what could not happen to Jesus cannot happen to you and me if Jesus let me ask you a question can Jesus have malaria I'm asking a question can Jesus have malaria can Jesus have coronavirus? If Jesus had any of those sicknesses, we could have had it. But none of those sicknesses could affect him. May that blessing that was on Jesus, that made him not fall sick, be upon you. In the name of Jesus. Lift it up and say the body of Jesus. Eat it now. Bible says that he also took the cup 
and he says that this is my blood poured out for you drink as often as you can in remembrance of me this wine as you see in this cup it's by this prayer turning into the blood of Jesus you agree with me that the blood of Jesus has power that's why we have a song there is power in the blood in the old testament when they apply the blood on the houses the doorpost when the angel of destruction will pass and sees the blood it will pass over them may this blood that is entering to your body make the devil and every evil spirit every evil agent pass over you in the name of jesus i said may this blood mark you as exempted from every attack of the devil in the name of jesus till we meet again and we take communion may this communion take you through the week in the name of jesus and bible says also that this cup is called the cup of blessing so as you are drinking it you are drinking blessing may you have good news this week may you have good news this week may you hear good news this week may this week be one of the weeks that you experience more blessings than ever before lift it up and say the cup of blessing say the blood of jesus and drink let us pray heavenly father thank you so much for even vesting in the communion power by which when your children of covenant takes eats and drinks we have to journey in our spiritual world father for the days and the weeks we believe i declare and decree that none of those who have taken this communion will fall sick this week None of them will be held captive by the devil. Every one of them will walk in major blessings this week. In the name of Jesus. I bless them. In Jesus name. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449 0540-774941 Stay blessed.